And so they will stop doing what they want to do because they don't want to be rejected. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody. I'm really excited for this podcast episode. Um, I am doing this as an IGTV at the same time, like Instagram Live. So there might be some questions that I will answer um, throughout this, but then they'll also definitely, um, it'll also be uploaded on my IGTV. So if you'd rather watch the video, then you totally can. Um, I hope that you all had a lovely what's it called? Christmas and holidays and a lovely break and all that jazz. And I'm really excited for everything that's going to be coming in the new year. And yeah, I might do a little update section after we do the live. I'm going to, I'm going to click live. Um, now (laughs) the last time I did a, um, IG live on sisterhood wounding, it was like my most played Instagram live. So I'm really excited to jump back into it. Hope that you're all doing well. I've just been having a rest day on the sofa, um, because I'm under orders to have a to be bed resting today or whatever, because I've pushed it a bit much the last two days with my knee. Um, how are you? I hope you're feeling less pain in your knee. Thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm just really exhausted. I lost a lot of blood. I found out yesterday in the surgery, my doctor finally phoned me after like me having to write an email being like, I'm very disappointed in this. Um, and I actually found out that I found out they did a lot more in the surgery than I thought. So it makes sense as to why my knee is still not great. Um, but I've pushed it the last few days with like Christmas and whatever. And like yesterday I went for a walk and got stuck because of the pain. Anyway, saw my acupuncturist yesterday evening and she was like, you need to fucking lay on your ass. Like you need to lay down, be on your ass all day tomorrow. And she checked, she checked on me this morning being like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm promised I'm on the sofa. I sent her a picture. Anyway, so yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Anyway, I hope that you all had a lovely break. So I'm really excited to chat about this topic today. I did an Instagram live. It would have been maybe the middle-ish of last year or something. I don't know when I was living in London about sisterhood wounding and you guys loved it. So similar off the back of that topic, I, I'm going to like it's a bit a little bit different. I'm going to veer it more towards growth and how sisterhood wounding will inhibit your safety and your ability to grow. If that makes sense. Uh, let me just quickly turn my phone on. Do not disturb. So no one disturbs us. So one second guys. All right. Are we back? Oh, four, four, four. Oh my God. Shush. No, no barking. Um, anyway, so if we have questions, you guys can leave them as we go. I am recording this as a podcast episode. Um, and those of you that are in the behind the scenes bubble, your questions will get answered first because you pay to be in the behind the scenes bubble. So obviously you get priority. Okay. So I've got a bit of a list of things I want to talk about that I've kind of consolidated over the last month or long. It's been like a few months and I've been waiting to have the time to record this IG live. So I'm really excited to do it. So a little bit of the background story with sisterhood wounding and my story with it. So if you don't know what sisterhood wounding means, basically all it is, is like this wound that women have against other women, right? And it comes out in like the backstabbing, the bitchiness, the sly comments, the, you know, um, the nastiness and like the bullying that kind of goes on in like girls' friendship groups that boys don't encounter. And the reason why boys don't encounter it is because they'll often just say to the fucking, their friend's face, like, dude... I don't like it when you do this or like stop doing this or they'll just like say it to their face because of their testosterone. Whereas women won't do it. And I'll go into why we won't do it and all that jazz in a little bit. But um, sisterhood wounding is essentially this wound that women have around their friendships with women. And they're not being like the safety, the trust, the mutual respect and support. Um, And a lot of us have this or have struggled with this wound in the past. So 
Let's dive in. Um, yes, comparison can, it depends how the comparison comes out. Um, yeah. Anyway, so my story with sisterhood wounding in terms of growth, if you want the other bits and pieces, you can listen to that other, um, IG live. I was wearing like a pink, um, like a pinky kind of like a blush colored, like linen, like swim, like a beach, a big beach shirt. Um, if you want to go back and look for it anyway. So Basically with me, I struggled at, um, when I was living in Melbourne with the private schools that I was at. So I was in one private school for like, I think half a year. And then I moved cause I just fucking hated it. Um, and I just found the girls to like not be inclusive. And it, I really depends on your upbringing where if you have moved around a lot, I think you're very aware of including other people when you've moved around a lot. But if you haven't moved around a lot, a lot of people are very unaware about like including new people. So because I've, we moved a lot when I was a kid and we traveled a lot. Um, I was always very aware and I still am very aware of like when someone is new somewhere, I include them in everything because I know how it feels anyway. So um, the school that I was at Loretto was just bitch fest, basically. Um, you know, the girls just very nasty, competitive, judgmental, the usual girl shit at school. Um, and it's so funny how many of you have said like, it's a fucking Melbourne private school thing in Australia. I don't know what it is anyway, bizarre. So anyway, I left school and I was one of three girls, I think that did a gap year. Uh, and that created a lot of jealousy to begin with. And the thing with jealousy is that a lot of people don't know they're jealous. They just have this like, bitterness and bitchiness towards you and often behind your back and they don't know that it's actually them being jealous. And I think jealousy can be really demonized of like, if you're jealous, you're a bad person. I don't agree with that because jealousy is just an emotion. Like you can be jealous. It, it depends. It's really about how you portray and show the jealousy where the issues come up. Right. Anyway. So, um, Long story short, I was on a gap year and I was one of three girls that were on a gap year because it was really like shunned upon um, with my school. They wanted you to go straight into uni, but my parents were always very big on, no, you need a year off to like figure out what you actually want to do. Like you don't know yourself. You need to go and discover who you are as a person. Anyway, so I went on a gap year and when I came back from my gap year, like soon after I moved out of home. Um, and I was, I actually think I was the first girl in my grade to move out of home, which meant that a lot of girls were very jealous. And I didn't just move out to like the street up the road. I moved to a different city. I moved to Sydney. Um, so, and for any of my Sydney friends watching, like my Sydney friends that I'm still friends with, you guys are not included in this story because you don't you're not part of the wound. Um, you guys were amazing, still are. Anyway, so these girls started to see, obviously, me grow my business. And guys, at this stage, by the way, when this bitchiness was happening, I was making like zero fucking dollars. But because I was showing up on Instagram, because I I had a purpose and I knew what I wanted to do and I was excited about something, I think it created a lot of jealousy. And it came out in like very bitchy ways. Anyway, so... I'm a very strong character and I, and I've, have kind of been like that since birth where I would, when I was, before I did any healing work on myself, the strength came out in like bitchy, like not bitchiness, like, um, like anger, like I'm going to fucking prove you wrong. Whereas now it doesn't, it comes out as like true deep self-confidence if that makes sense. But nonetheless, at that point in my life, their, them being bitchy didn't stop me. I was just like, you're cut off. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Now, what's really important to understand is that I was aware of how it affected me, but I didn't let it affect me. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, because so many people, when they start to notice their friends, quote unquote, getting bitchy and, you know, um, saying mean things about them, making them feel like their growth and their success is a bad thing or it's unsafe, they will pull back. A lot of people will pull back from their growth, whether it's in their business, in their career, in their relationships, in their self-development, they'll pull back because they want to be accepted. And it's not a wrong thing to want to be accepted because especially women, 
we thrive off acceptance. Like if you haven't listened to my podcast, you absolutely should, but I'm going to reiterate what I've said in like literally the previous episode. But essentially with women, we will not feel safe in our life and in our body and in our world if we do not feel accepted by those around us because women survive in packs. We do not survive being a lone wolf. Men, on the other hand, can survive by themselves because they're the hunters, right? They can protect themselves and they can provide for themselves. Women, we biologically, on a biological level, are not made for that. Now, we can protect and we can provide if we fucking needed to, but it comes out of a fight or flight response. So naturally speaking, you are going to veer away from things that make you feel rejected or like you aren't accepted. So what happens is that these women can, or these girls can start to feel judged by their quote unquote friends. And so they will stop doing what they want to do because they don't want to be rejected. And on a mental state and on a soul state, they might be like, no, like my real friends would never reject me. But when it comes to the actual doing part of it, they will continue to, you know, put their dreams on hold because by, that you can't fight biology is the, is the thing. Like you can do all the mindset work. You can, you know, you can tell yourself whatever fucking mantras you want to tell yourself. But if you're eliciting this trauma response combined with a biological response, like good luck to you. So when it comes to the trauma stuff, like you can heal your trauma and there'll still be the biological response, but you being aware of it and you not having your trauma as like an added layer makes it very easy to like not listen to and whatnot and kind of like talk your biology out of it, if that makes sense. So now when I'm having a biological response to something, I can get myself out of it because I know it's my biology, but a lot of people have a biological response to something and like a biological reaction combined with a trauma response. And that's where it becomes so difficult to like push through the sisterhood wound or whatever it is that's happening. Right. So it's really important to understand that the sisterhood wound affects us so deeply as women because we need support to survive and we need acceptance to survive. And without it, we don't survive. So for a lot of like, I've seen this in clients and this is what's kind of inspired this Instagram story is clients who feel like, you know, as they're succeeding in their business, their friends are falling away or their friends are kind of getting bitchy and judgmental. And it's not that their friends have actually said anything like point blank to them, but it's just like this feeling and like this energy and this vibe change. And it is a real thing. And I'm like, it's not your brain just making it up. Like, I guarantee you that is almost what's happening. Because the thing with women also is that we want to be the queen bee because then we will be accept- we will be um, chosen by the strongest and healthiest male that will then reproduce with us. So it's like all this fucking biology thing that's happening and we're not aware of it. Um, if that makes sense. So anyway, so when it comes to this sisterhood wounding stuff for women, um, if you are afraid of the reject, uh, are you recording this? Yes, I am. I am Madison. Um, you feel that vibe. Yeah. So when it comes to sisterhood wounding, the really hard component of it, um, is that part of it is, oh, no, 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 don't bark, don't bark, don't bark. Please don't. I can't deal with it anymore. Part of it is this biological response um, that makes you feel like you can't keep growing. And the other part of it is obviously that women don't support other women because it's actually this competitive nature. Men are very competitive, but women are competitive in a different way. Women are competitive in that we want to be the, like, we want to glow the most. Like, this is like biological, biologically speaking, like in the caveman, cave, caveman, caveman days, we would, we, we would want to be the queen bee so that the strongest and healthiest male would choose us. So there's still this kind of competitiveness, but you have to compete in a way that you will still be accepted, if that makes sense. Because if you're rejected, then like you will die. Like you are rejected from the pack and nobody wants you if you're rejected. A lot of the time these days, we just think we're very entitled as humans. Like we're so special and like we are special, but we're not that special. Like we're animals at the end of the day. And we, yes, we still behave like animals. We have this animalistic nature at like the base of it, like the core of us. And then on top of that, we have all of this like societal influence, these society, these influence from society. We have like influence from the media. We have your trauma. We have the stories that you, that were embedded into you when you grew up, you have like all of your 
you know, all the situations that have happened to you that have shaped how you see the world, like all of these things on top of it all. So it becomes this very cumulative effect. Um, and so if you break down all those other layers and you're just left with like the animalistic layer, it's a lot easier to kind of like bypass that, if that makes sense and be really aware of it. Um, you're welcome. Okay. So my next point is that, um, you are not alone. So if you are struggling with the sisterhood wound in relation to your growth, whether it's business, life, career, whatever it is, you are not alone. Like I don't know one woman that has not struggled with this wound of we want growth, but not at the expense of like being rejected by our friends. It's like this, it's this deep fear that we are going to be too much or we're going to be too successful or we're going to be too outspoken or whatever it is. And our friends are going to ditch us and we're going to be all alone. Women don't want to be alone. It is like our deepest fear. As humans, it's our deepest fear to be alone. We are not made to be alone. So we will sabotage and hold ourselves back from things that could result in us being alone. So like, let's say for example, you have an amazing opportunity, but all your friends get really jealous and all your friends could get really jealous and reject you. You might say no to the opportunity because you're like, I want the opportunity, but I'm so afraid of my friends judging me for it. And therefore you'll hold yourself back from your truth and what you want to do and your growth and your evolution as a spiritual being in a human body, you'll hold yourself back from that because the need for acceptance is so humongous, if that makes sense. Is this landing for everybody? I just want to check. Um, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully we're all making sense of everything that I'm saying. Let me just check my next stop point. Um, Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the backstabbing of women. So it's really interesting, right? Men, they just say it to their face. Like, dude, you're being a fucking asshole. Like stop being a dick. Like, why are you doing this? Like be better, whatever it is. Like you're whatever. They just say it to their face. Why don't women do that? And the reason why women do this is because if you were to do that, all the other women in the group could be like, oh my God, you fucking bitch for saying that to Sally. That's so mean of you. So instead we do it in this backstabbing way where we look like Mrs. Perfect. Like if someone said, are you being mean to Sally? You'd be like, no, have you seen me being mean? And then the person would be like, no, like, okay, then I'm not. So the, the, the worst part of the sisterhood wounding and my queen alchemy girls will know this because I dive into it deeper in the modules, but um, the worst part of the sisterhood wounding is that it is done in this sly, discreet way, right? It's done where there's this facade of I'm the perfect student. I couldn't do any harm. I couldn't hurt a fly, right? I'm little Miss Perfect, but behind the scenes, it's backstabbing. And it's this very smart, it's, we're so smart. We're so smart. We do this, especially as girls, because it allows us to make sure that we will put down and put in place anybody that could stop us from being the queen bee, right? But at the same time, we do it in a way where nobody would have any proof that we're a bad person or that we're mean, if that makes sense. So we do it in these like manipulative, um, narcissistic almost kind of ways instead of saying it to their face. Because if we say it to their face, that fear of rejection is way too big. We would never fucking do that. The only time that we do that is when it explodes out of us. And when it explodes out of us, it's the adrenaline and the cortisol that takes over from our logical mind. So our logical mind can't be like, no, 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 bottle it up, just backstab her, don't say it to her face. What happens is this rush of cortisol and adrenaline causes like this blackout rage where our logical mind just turns off. So we can then say everything that we've been wanting to say, if that makes sense, because we're not afraid of the rejection in that moment because our logical mind isn't on because of the cortisol and the adrenaline. So we don't even have the option of being afraid of rejection. But then let me tell you, after you do that, I guarantee you you're debilitated for the next week about the fear of being rejected, right? Who can relate to this? So the key 
is that the key thing with women is that we won't do this competitiveness or this bitchiness in an obvious way because we don't want to get caught where then people can say bad things about us. Instead, we're just going to make it very clear in a very sly, under the under like the carpet way, we're going to make it very clear to anybody that is in our fucking path that they belong here. Don't Don't stop me from getting... Simon, I want Simon. Don't you fucking dare think about asking Simon to the dance, whatever the fucking situation is, right? But girls at school do an amazing job and they do an amazing job at looking perfect for their parents and perfect for the teacher. So when the girl being bullied, I'm going to sneeze, hold on. (sighs) Okay, you've heard my sneeze. Um, So when the girl being bullied says to her mom, Samantha is being so mean to me at school. And the mum then goes to the teacher and is like, apparently Samantha's bullying my daughter. The teacher can go, what? I've never seen a thing. Samantha is so perfect. She's my favorite student. I don't have a bad thing to say about her. They're the ones you have to watch out for. Honestly, I think the people that you have to watch out for the most, same goes for adulthood, is the ones that are perfect all the time, Right? No one is called Simon. <laughs> There's no one called Simon. I'm just Sally and Simon. I'm just thinking of names off the top of my head. Um, um, Nicola, who is Simon? Um, what was I going to say? So, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, shit, what was I saying, guys? Fuck, I hate when I do this to myself. Hold on. Classic, I have to go back. I lost a train of thought. One second. As I was saying, the adults that you have to look out for the most and the people in general, I'm just going to say generalization, are the ones that are perfect all the time because they're not fucking human. Like, I'm sorry, why are you always happy? You're not. You're actually killing people in your fucking, in the back of your mind and you're shooting fucking laser beams through your eyeballs, right? I think I, I am hands down the biggest advocate for just be authentic. And if your authenticity is weird to me and it's like so far-fetched, I don't give a fuck. I trust you more then I trust the person that is perfect and vanilla because you're authentic. You're truthful. I, I, I feel as though you would never lie to me because you don't lie to yourself, right? The people that lie to themselves and the people that don't express themselves are the ones to be afraid of. Why? Because they are bottling up and hiding shit and God knows what they're doing behind the scenes. God knows who they're fucking bitching about or complaining about all the resentment building up. Fuck that. Like if you're in a relationship with someone that is just perfect all the time, that's a problem to me. That would be a red fucking flag because I'd be like, I am very much like there is no one in the world that is happy with me all the fucking time. What resentment are you, are you bottling up that you're going to exploit on me in a year's time and say all these things that you don't actually mean, but you say them in the heat of the moment because all your cortisol and adrenaline just flings through your fucking body and you turn and you, your, your brain turns off so you can't think about what you're saying. You just blurt it out and then you regret it and I'll never forget it, right? It's like, I don't vibe with that shit. The people that you want to be with and that you want to vibe with and that you want in your circle are the ones that are fucking honest with how they a feeling, not necessarily feeling about you, but just in life. If they are like, I'm actually having a really shit day. Great. That's awesome. That's a good sign. Or I'm really fucking happy today. Or so-and-so is being an asshole. Like all those things are fantastic. People that express their human, their humanness are the real authentic ones that aren't necessarily going to stab you in the back as much, let's say, as, um, the ones that are Mrs. Perfect. I don't, I, when I see a Mrs. Perfect, I am like red flag and run the other direction. Quick little interruption because you guys need to hear this. So many of you need this. I finally, after fucking years of being asked to do this, did a masterclass on boundaries. You all know that I am the queen of boundaries and not just knowing boundaries, but speaking them, embodying them, actually living them out, not just like knowing them in my head and being like annoyed when someone crosses them and then not doing anything about it. And I do it in a chill way. So please, please, please get my Boundaries Bitch Masterclass. It's like 160 bucks. It's nothing and it will change your life. It is an hour of absolute goodness. And it's not like a masterclass, like upsell you to some crap. It's not like a, you know, beginner's guide to boundaries. And then like, oh, you have to buy 10 other things to like get the rest of it. No, everything you need to know about boundaries is in that 
call and we are doing a Q&A in January. So if you want to join the Q&A, you can buy the access to join the Q&A later to then bring questions and ask questions and for me to tell you exactly what to say and to draw a boundary. Um, but for a wholesome look at boundaries, how to embody them, what they are, how to draw them, how to say them, when to say them, when not to say them, how to say X when the situation is Y, blah, blah, blah. It's covered in my Boundaries Bitch Masterclass. Link is below. Get your hot little hands on it. Thank you. The end. Okay. Um, what's my next point? Next point. Hold on. Where's my eye notes gone? Oh, here we go. Um, okay. So let's talk about the two X. Too much, too successful, too pretty, too perfect, too smart, too outgoing, too warm, too sensual, too sexy, too introverted, too extroverted, too hardworking, too motherly, whatever the fucking thing is. Let's talk about that one. So this is a really common one that women put on other women of she's too much of blur and men can do it to women as well, right? She's too much of blur. Now, what, what you need to understand is that you right, might be afraid of being too much of X because you don't want to be rejected. Like I was saying before, because that's worse. So you don't want to look too pretty. I've heard this one before from my friend, from my friends, from my clients of I'm afraid. I, I don't, I have this sisterhood wound about being too pretty. And I bet you a million of you would be like, oh my God, suck it up. You got a wound about people telling you you're too pretty. Like, oh, I wish you just started to her. You literally, you've literally just done the exact thing that she's struggling with, right? We just gaslight each other all the time. It's like this classic thing of like, oh, you have nothing to complain about. You're skinny or you have nothing to complain about. You're pretty. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, it's bizarre. Anyway, so a lot of women will diminish their own, will dim their own light, will diminish their own success, will not go out and reach for the stars, will say no to opportunities because they are afraid of being too much, too successful, too pretty, too perfect, too outgoing, too whatever, and then being rejected. So um, what was I going to say? So they want to fit in and therefore they diminish themselves to fit in. Men can do this as well, but not as much from a biological place. Men will do this stuff of, I don't want to be like too outgoing or too successful or too this. They'll do it more from a trauma thing like a trauma response, um, where it's coming from childhood wounding and societal messaging rather than it coming from a biological response. Cause men don't have this, like, like if any man is like, I have to fit in, I have to fit in, I have to be liked by everybody like that people pleasing. I know some of them, that's not coming from a biological place. It's actually coming from a trauma place. And generally it's been a pretty big trauma that's caused them to, kind of behave in the female biology way of I need to be accepted. I need to be enough. I need to be um, liked by everybody. I can't be rejected. If I'm rejected, I die. Men aren't going to have that unless it's coming from a trauma response. Okay. So um, yeah. And, and I will say with women as well, like any of you listening that still have this like fear of rejection, if you've done queen alchemy, you've done the trauma work, it's most likely a biological place for coming from a biological place. So like you can't get rid of that. But if you are sitting here and you're like, this is fucking me and you haven't done trauma work with me, then it's going to be a combination of trauma and biology. I say with me because so many people come to me and they're like, yeah, I've done trauma work. And then they start working with me and they're like, okay, I've not fucking done this. I'm like, yeah. If someone else tell, tells me, if, if someone tells me I've done trauma work, I'm like, unless you've done it with me, I don't really count it. Anyway. So, um, wait, I saw a question. Let me answer that. Okay. How do we forgive and let go of sisterhood wounding with family? Um, with like jealousy stuff, Hannah, with family or how does it show up? Let me know. Okay. Um, what's my last thing? Oh, the last thing I'm going to say is that women are bitches. The whole, you probably see, you might've seen my reel on this. I did like a while ago, maybe like back in April or May. Um, the whole women supporting women thing is fucking load of bullshit because 
women don't support other women, like majority of the time, right? Like they're, they can be like, yeah, I support you, but there's still going to be this like little bit of, I want to be better than you. And that's biology because we have to be the queen bee in order to be the most protected and the most provided for in the caveman days. I just, it really frustrates me how we just are, we continue to ignore our biology and then all of us feel like we have these issues when it's like, well, yeah, we do have fucking issues. And some of it can also just come down to a um, biological thing. So a lot of women that go around saying, you know, I support other women, women supporting women, like female empowerment. They're also the ones that bitch behind their back. Like you feeling like confident about yourself does not mean that you support other women, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, I'm sorry. The world is so fucking competitive and the only women that I know truly and deeply supporting other women are the ones that have done so much fucking trauma work. They're 100% in their authenticity, right? They're not trying to be anybody else. They fucking own who they are and they've done deep, deep work. Okay, Hannah, causing unnecessary issues, i.e. I wasn't invited or included, but they were... I see it as, I wasn't about it. Okay. I see it as attention, but struggling with the drama and emotions behind it. It sounds like you need to draw a boundary with it. I don't know whether you did my boundaries masterclass, but it sounds like you need to draw a boundary with it. And, um, even the behind the scenes bubble, I think I was talking about in there. I think it was in there about like remaining more detached rather than like having a lot of attachment to like expectations and trying to get something out of your family, if that makes sense. Um, okay. Let me go through the behind the scenes bubble questions from, um, this thread. Okay. So the first question is how to tell when you're acting out of a sisterhood wound. I struggle with female relationships and always feeling like no matter what we're competing with each other and just can't be happy for one another. Well, hopefully this whole fucking thing answered it for you. (laughs) You're welcome, Hannah. Hopefully this whole thing, um, answered it for you. What I would always suggest doing, if you're like, am I acting out of a sisterhood wound? Well, one, make sure you've done all the deep work on yourself because that will really stop any of that from happening. And then two, if it's like jealousy or if it's like comparison or like, why does she get that? Like, I want that or whatever that is. Noticing that within yourself and being aware of it, but then not acting on it. Like you might have the thoughts, but you don't then act on the thoughts, if that makes sense. And just pause for a second and be like, is this a nice thing to do? Is it nice to talk badly about somebody behind their back? Like if ever I'm explaining someone's behavior and like their behavior has been shitty, I will actually always kind of soften it with like a, maybe I'm reading this wrong. This is what happened. Like giving you the benefit of the doubt, X, Y, and Z happened like they're a great fucking person. I love them. And maybe I read the whole situation wrong. So like super open to you guys telling me that I'm wrong in what I'm thinking about this person. And what that, what that does is that it, it tells my body, but also the other people that I'm not trying, I'm not out to get them. I'm not trying to pull them down. I'm like trying to understand something or I'm feeling hurt by them, but I'm not trying to rip them down. I actually want to understand them. So it's a very different energy to come in with it out, if that makes sense. Um, How to get over your past friendship betrayals. I've had several friends start dating my ex-boyfriends and then lie about it. I would fucking not make them my friends anymore. I'd be like, we are not friends anymore. The end. Um, also how to make new like-minded friends in a different country. I'm American, but live in New Zealand. And I found it hard to make deep friendships who are into health, wellness, spirituality, not feeling competitive with them. I'm a coach. And I feel like almost everyone who is like-minded is also some type of coach. Okay. I love this question about the making friends that are also into health, wellness, blah, blah. This is such a asked question that I get. And I feel like I've answered it in a podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. If you are into health and wellness, your friends don't need to be. Your friends just need to be into you. Your friends just need to love your personality. I have like maybe one, two, three, three close friends, let's say, maybe two close friends. Really close, I would say two two close friends that are like in the same world as me when it comes to like coaching, self-development, like abundance, trauma, whatever, feminine energy. The rest of them, it's like marketing, business, like fucking firefighter, 
um, like lawyer, doctor, nurse. Who else are my friends? Um, half of them, I don't even know what the job is. They tell me a million times that I just keep forgetting what it is. But put it this way, nothing to do with what I do. I do not understand their job. They don't understand mine. And I love it. I love it because we are not friends because of like-minded shit. We are friends because they love my personality. They love my soul. They don't love what I do. They don't love my interests. They love me and I love them. And I love having friends that are not in my world because it allows me to keep an open mind. It's refreshing. It shows that it, it tells me and other people that I am open-minded. And I will, one compliment I always get when I throw parties, people always say to me, like when new friends come, they will always say to me, your friends are amazing. Like you have created such a great group of friends, Monica. They're all so different. They're all so open-minded. They all have great personalities. I'm like, yeah. I love all of them for their personalities. We're not all the same. We're all wildly different. We have different views on the world. We are in different areas of our lives. We're different ages. And it's fantastic. It actually creates more depth, I feel like, in a friendship because you never have to worry about, like, you know, if you're having an emotional day or a shit day, phoning up your friend who's gonna be like, oh, just do some affirmations. Oh my God. Like you don't want to hear that shit to sometimes, right? So I love having friends from different walks of life. So I would not try and focus on I have to make friends that are into health and wellness because I've done that before. They weren't my greatest friends. They actually, they really weren't. They didn't feel as deep. And I'm not saying that those people were bad people or anything. Maybe I just didn't get to know them well enough or I wasn't in the right headspace or whatever it was. Um but the friends that I have now that are all so different, I feel like they have my back. That's that, that I feel like they have my fucking back and they don't really know what I do. And I don't really know what they do. I like, like one of my friends, Jess, I know that she like sells wine and like goes to like bars and like sells wine. That's like, that's kind of all I really know that she does. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, your friends don't need to do the same things as you. All that's important is that they fucking love you for your personality. Okay. All right. Um, how did it come to terms and still have a relationship with my sister-in-law who can't, who I can't seem to get close to is very judgmental. And I know says things behind my back at times. It's hard to be the bigger person and I'm just sad. We aren't closer. Okay. It sounds like you're trying to force something that's not going to work. So like, don't force a friendship, right? This is about the embodiment of boundaries. Like if you, and like, if you are trying to force something because it should work, it's just draining. Like, I am like such a big fucking advocate for, how do I phrase it? Fuck trying to make friendships work that are like one-sided. Do you know what I mean? Like I will not put energy into somebody that is not putting energy in in for return. My self-worth isn't that low. I'm not that desperate. Like just don't do it. Just don't do it, Kate. Okay. It's puts like, it's so draining to your energy. Just fucking let it go. Let it go. The end, you're not going to be friends, whatever. Maybe be friends in 10 years time. It doesn't matter. But if you keep trying to force something, the only one that loses is you. So just stop trying to force that. Um, okay. Anyone dealing with a wounding around, see the word status, V-A-C-C-I-N-A-T-I-O-N status. Uh, there has been a so much of that. Maybe I'll do a podcast on that one day. So much of that. And, and again, I, I really think that this division has shown people's true colors that it's like, I don't care what your take of this is. I will respect your opinion. I will support it. I will back you. I don't, I'm not going to change my our relationship because of something that you want to do. That is just the most odd thing to me ever that you would like be like, we can't be friends anymore because you've chosen one thing for your health and I've chosen another thing. Like it's absolutely fucking bizarre to me. And I really do feel like this has allowed people's true colors to be shown of like, you aren't actually that compassionate. You aren't actually that empathetic. You aren't actually that mature. You aren't actually that respectful. Like you aren't actually that open-minded. You're fucking closed-minded. And it's like, your way is the right way. Like, I don't want to be friends where they're like, 
my way is the right way because like how else is that going to show up in your relationship where like if you wanted to have a natural birth and they're like no you have to go to hospital for birth fuck that like friends respect and support their friends choices even if they wouldn't do that for themselves like you know, I have friends that do things where it's like, well, I wouldn't, this is like separate to the V. I wouldn't do that for myself, but they're not me. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like some people would have like a beach wedding. I wouldn't have a beach wedding. Like, I don't think so. Like that doesn't mean that a beach wedding's wrong. It's just like, I wouldn't do that. Like, it's just wild to me, the division. Um, how about when we try not to force a friendship with the other person, it doesn't get that. And they want to force something that's not there. Just be like, Hey, look, I don't feel the vibe. I don't think we're made to be friends. I've said to some, I've said to someone before, like, "Hey, I appreciate the effort that you put into like trying to make a friendship. Um, this actually doesn't like really feel like it's a fit for me." So, and like, they obviously hated it. Whatever would have felt really rejected. Blah blah blah. But like at the end of the day, you can never like you will never lose respect for somebody. You'll only gain respect when they say to you, "It's not working for me." you will never lose respect for them. It'll hurt, it'll sting, but you will never, ever, ever, ever lose respect for that kind of person. Romantic relationships and platonic, it is the same thing. Um, I think my boyfriend's twin brother's girlfriend is acting out of a sisterhood wound towards me. Um, It's like she's chosen me as a target and just won't let it go. One day she exploded and was holding years worth of things against me. Obviously, it was too late for me to fix anything. I told her directly that I never had any malicious intent towards her, but she straight up accused me of lying. She wants to feel more included, but it's kind of hard when she behaves like this and doesn't communicate when something's wrong. Any tips? Yeah, I would. When someone like blows up at you, the worst thing that you can do is get defensive. The best thing that you do is like, whoa, um, I'm really sorry that like you've perceived things like this. I have had no intent of being malicious or being horrible. Um, and then I, and then literally if that was me. I would just be like, what would I say if that was me? And someone blew up at me like that. I'd be like, can we have like a grounded chilled conversation and you can tell me like give me specific examples where I've done things to hurt you that's what I'd be saying because like I don't ever I don't ever engage in like a yelling conversation I'm like what this is not productive like this is not going anywhere maybe with my parents that's it in case mom, okay in case mom's listening and be like I'm bitch <laughs> um maybe with my parents but that's it but I'm allowed to um and then the other thing also would be she wants to feel more included, but it's kind of hard when she behaves like this and doesn't communicate when something's wrong. I mean, honestly, it sounds like she's projecting a lot of her own insecurities, which you can't fix. All you can do is be like, I'm really happy to include you. And it feels like you're trying to find problems. So I need you to come in with like good vibes. Of course I'll include you. And if there's a problem, you need to communicate it with me. It's not fair that's the wording. It's not fair for you to bottle up a year's worth of shit and then explode it on me. Like that's not cool. Done. Simple, right? Draw Z boundary. Um, oh, it's fine, Nicola. Um, what do you do when they overreact and take something the wrong way versus how it was intended? It was via an email. No ill intent from my side got blown way out of proportion from her. And she started copying my boss in and my boss's boss. Lol. Okay, I literally would just reply being like, hey, Sally, um, I think you've read this wrongly. Really sorry. If I, I, I apologize if it came across in that tone of voice. The tone of voice was intended to just be casual. This is getting taken way. This is, this is getting blown way out of proportion. Why don't you swing by my office and we can quickly clear this up? Because honestly, it's a pretty chill matter. I hate it when people like have these like deep conversations over fucking nothing. I'm like, I'm just chill about shit. I'm like, hey, don't do that again. That pissed me off. Like, can we not? The end, done, moving on. Like, it's just quick, easy. Otherwise you actually like can really affect a relationship if you make everything this big fucking deal. And I feel like a lot of conscious people, quote unquote, can make things the biggest fucking deal. And it actually has the reverse effect. Like, 
oh my God, I could not deal with someone like having this like deep, like, oh, I'm, you know, I was really disappointed. My heart chakra, I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I just, no, it just, it actually comes across so fake to me. It comes across like attention seeking, if that makes sense. And like, just victim. I'm like, oh, shut up and just move on. You know what I mean? Um, what if someone takes you, what if someone um, takes you taking time to be alone, personal and creates a huge drama around it? Again, hey, you're creating a really huge drama out of something that doesn't need to be a huge drama. Like I'm just having some alone time. Not a big deal. Some of you really, some you and also some of the other girls really need to take my boundaries masterclass because that would just fix up a lot of these things that you're asking me. Um, okay. Oh, I need to announce the Q&A date, don't I? Better get on that. I've been in like a fucking just cloud. <laughs> I feel like doing this live is really good. It's like switch my fucking brain on. If you've watched my boundaries masterclass, we're going to do a Q&A in January. So I need to, f- to figure out a date and then um, we will put out the tickets for that. So that what that means is that you could bring your questions for boundaries and like, hey, this is the issue. How do I draw the boundary? And I'll tell you exactly what to say. Okay, Alicia. And since moving, a question around making new friends. Um, some people I meet, I'm like, mm, this is not a vibe. And then I'm like, should I not be fussy at the moment whilst I'm new here? Oh, I like this question. Because I can sometimes feel lonely and I do not want to project that shit onto the dude I'm seeing. Lol. I love the awareness. Okay, so last question. Love this. So... I meet people and I'm like, "Mm, this is not a vibe, but then I'm like, should I not be fussy at the moment whilst I'm new here? So um, it's recorded, Hannah. It was live. The class was live, but it's recorded now. And then if you come to the Q&A, it'll be live and then you can buy the recording. Um, Okay. I love this question. I am the biggest advocate for you just want to grow your network. Like you want to grow your network because you never know who you will meet through people. So like moving to New York, I made that decision to myself of just like say yes to everything. Okay. Like say like anytime you meet someone to say yes, because you never know who you're going to meet through them. Like I've made some of my best friends through other people because I was like having dinner, like, like even for example, I had dinner with my broker once we like you know, did got this apartment. We had dinner and he was like, Hey, I got a party. Do you want to come? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like went home, dropped the dogs and then went to the party. And then as a result of that party, I met one of my other friends who I then ended up having Christmas with and her family. Like they came here and then other guests actually from that were here for Christmas, I'd met through somebody else as well. So I am a really big believer in like when you're new to a city, just say yes to meeting people. Even if you're like, oh, I'm not really on my vibe because you never know who you're going to meet through that person that will then really be your vibe. Or you never know, like, even if you just like went out for a few coffees with them, let's say, and like, it doesn't really go anywhere, but you put that effort in. If you then ran into them in a bar in a month's time, you would then be like, oh my God, Sally, hey, how are you? Or John, hey, how are you? And then John or Sally would be like, oh my God, it's so nice to see you again, Monica. Like, how have you been? This is my friend, Amanda. And then you and Amanda hit it off. Or this is my friend, Simon. Well, you Simon again. This is my friend, Simon. And then you fucking marry Simon. Like, I am just the biggest believer of like, you just want to have a big network of people because the more people you know, the more people you know right? So, um, you don't want to close yourself up to meeting people. Definitely not. Okay. Um, oh yeah, I did Kimberly. Yes. I met Stacy. She's, oh my God, her energy is amazing. I said that to her the other day. I was like, when I opened the door to you, I was like, your aura girl was a vibe. I said that to her actually on boxing day. Um, Okay. How to make quality friends as an adult when you've been severely bullied in the past and you open up to the friendship at first, but as soon it's, uh, you open up to the friendships at first, but as soon as one person does wrong, it's over. You need to do queen alchemy. I can't fix that for you besides the trauma stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, you give up because you know exactly what happens. People only get one chance with you. Yeah. I would definitely join queen alchemy. That's going to fix it. Me telling you like, forgive them is not going to fix it. Um, <laughs> you are obsessed with Simon, Nicola. <laughs> There is no Simon. I promise there is no Simon. Um, okay. Lovely connecting with you all again and doing this live. I am going to figure out a date for this Q and a for the boundaries masterclass. You can come if you want to do that. If any of you want to join queen alchemy and there's a whole module on sisterhood wounding, if you join it early, then Sarah will, um, 
enroll you into the Kajabi portal so you can start watching everything early as well. And then we kick off in Feb. So if any of you want to watch the content early, same as in Baba, I would recommend it because then you're not rushed when it comes to Feb time. Uh, and then you've got plenty of time to like watch everything, absorb it all X, Y, and Z. Um, what can I do to do to better deal with a friend of mine who's telling me she's stressed out when I talk about my accomplishments? I don't want to brag. I'm just happy and want to celebrate. Yeah. I would be like, babe, I'm so sorry that you feel stressed. Um, I really wish that I could like tell you about my accomplishments. I'm so proud of myself. Maybe is this something that like you need to work on? Like maybe I'm triggering something that is like a doorway to growth for you. Like that's not your problem. That's her problem. And if she can't support you in that, then like, it's like, do it's like always a question of like, do you want that in your life? And maybe there's a period of time when she's not in your life and she goes back into your life. But like, do you want that in your life? I like friends in my life where I can like celebrate myself and they're like, you're fucking amazing rather than being like, stop bragging or something. You know what I mean? Um, the way that you say it's obviously also important too, but I'm sure you're saying it with a nice tone of voice. Okay. I'm going to love you and leave you all. I'll put this up as a podcast soon. Any questions about anything um, program wise, send me a DM, but I really recommend for a lot of you to get the boundaries masterclass because it will really help you. And you all know that I'm the boundaries queen. Um, and then if you've watched that, then you can come to the Q and a call. Um, you need to watch that first, then you can come to the Q and a and bring your questions. Um, and you can bring like the scenario where it's like, this is where I need to draw a boundary. What do I say? And then I'll tell you what to say, if that makes sense. Cause I know a lot of you like struggle with knowing the exact wording. So I'll give you that. Okay. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. I hope that you guys love that IG live and you can go and watch the video version of it if you want to, if you prefer to like watch it. Um, I hope that you're all having a lovely and well-deserved break over this time. And um, yeah, if you know that you want to join Queen Alchemy, there is only going to be two rounds next year and there are limited spaces as usual and there are very limited one-on-one -on -one spaces. So um, if you know that you feel like you are going to need extra one-on-ones and I will tell you whether you do because the, the formats kind of changed a little bit and from now on what's happening is we have the Thursday weekly group healing calls um, which are like the two-hour group calls that have been going on for like the every round but um, this round what's actually going to happen is instead of having the included one-on-one -on -one, I'm doing a bunch of little trauma calls and they're each going to be focusing on a different thing so you might come to three of those calls you might come to eight of those calls you have to come live and um, and that means that the one-on-ones aren't included however if when I see your like when I see like your um, questionnaire form thing to be like, I want to join and you filled out all your details. If I know that you need a one-on-one -on -one to get the results, then, then that will happen. Right. I'll tell you that my, Oh my God. I wish you could see fucking butter right now. Oh my God. He's in this insane position. Um, what was I going to say? So in order for you to get one of those one-on-one -on -one spots, though, if you need them, it's really important that you sign up ASAP because if you do need one-on-one, -on -one, but I can't fit you in, you'll have to wait till the next round. Cause I'm just very like particular on, um, I don't want people being in the program just for the sake of like filling the program if they're not going to get the results. So I will leave you guys with that. Any questions, just hit me up. Let me know. Oh my God. butter! And if you haven't left a review, I'd appreciate that. Um, upload like a screenshot to your Instagram story. All those little things go a long, long, long way. So yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.